Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So I'm going to leave a couple of news articles for you guys. You'll find them down in the description. Now, in these news articles, I find it very interesting because it's it blows me away. Some of these uh, mainstream media articles that are out there, it's not like they're spreading misinformation, but they don't give you the whole story. And the little bit of information that they do give you, it really causes like a misunderstanding of what it is that is taking place within particular industries. And now I see it a lot within the lumber industry because a lot of people want to throw out their assumptions on why it is that the lumber prices move to the direction or maybe to the extent that they do. And none of the excuses that I have ever heard come even remotely close to the reasonings that I know has caused the lumber prices to go where they did. I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there on YouTube or the internet or any place else that has broken down the lumber market during both before the pandemic and afterwards as much as I have. Now, when it comes to lumber prices, it's all about supply and demand. It doesn't have anything to do with manipulation, okay? There's mills across the country in Canada. There's distribution hubs, inventory, uh, warehouses, and rail lines and yards and just it's just incredible the amount of lumber that is distributed throughout this nation in order to have a coordinated manipulation of that it i'm not saying it couldn't happen but it, it would be a pretty extraordinary event now what it really comes down to is supply and demand and that's really what it is and the British Columbia area is very sensitive to two things. One, input cost, and two, they are a mass producer. So the things that happen up there in the British Columbia area has a very big impact on the rest of the lumber lumber market. And very rarely do you hear anybody ever talking about what's going on in this British Columbia area. You'll hear a lot about tariffs, you'll hear fires, you'll hear you know all kinds of stuff, but not so much on the production capabilities coming from those particular mills. Now, that's something that I have followed very closely. And something that I had reported on not only on this channel, but had mentioned, you know, talked about it down in Miami at the Rebel Capitalist. It's something that I have said on this channel over and over again for months now that this moment was coming, that the that the inventory level on lumber was going to fall and that the home buyer sentiment was going to pick up. And at some point we were going to see this, see the lumber prices spike. We are moving into that moment now. However, you are going to find mainstream articles talking all kinds of other reasons. Now, one of these reasons that I saw was that the home buyers are now picking up the pace, right? Because we're kind of coming into the buying season anyway. And this home buyers picking up like sentiment is the reason why we had lumber prices spike. I mean, this is what this article is trying to trying to tell us. And I'm thinking, man, that is so wrong. That is like completely, you missed it. They missed the mark on it, right? But yet this is a very legit sounding article and it does actually have some merit to it. I mean, there, there's some, you know, there is some truth to the, to the idea that the home buyers would get the home builders excited. Those home builders would then go into the lumber industry. And if there's any kind of future speculation of that taking place, then yeah, you could see like lumber moving up because of the home buyers, but that's not what's happening here. I mean, if that was the case, then I wouldn't have been able to call it out months ago, right? 
I mean, that's all it comes down to it. If I could call it out months ago and then it takes place, it's not for another reason. It's for the reasons that I said. And that's because of the mill curtailments that have taken place, plain and simple. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I think about that when I read these articles, including the article talking about, what was it, uh, mortgage melting, mortgage mortgage market melting or something like that. I forget exactly how it was phrased, but it gives you this idea that there's like this meltdown taking place. But really what it's saying is, is that there has been kind of a freezing up of the, of the home sales taking place out there and how that is starting to freeze up or uh, thaw out, right? Because it was pretty much frozen with the high interest rates. At least this is kind of the idea. It wasn't really frozen. It's just that people were scared of the high interest rates. Well, now it's becoming the normal and they're going to start stepping into it. And when you have any kind of drop, like a, even a significant drop of like 1%, which is pretty significant on a, on a mortgage rate now, granted, it doesn't seem like a big deal when you're going from like seven to six, when, when it used to be like three, yeah, that's not a big deal, but it is a big deal in the mortgage market when you consider that's like a lot of money on the extent of a loan, right? So when you drop 1%, that is very encouraging for a lot of people out there who have been looking at their prices saying, okay, that does meet the qualifications for me to be able to buy a house I'm getting in. And that is sort of the attitude of a lot of people right now because of those buyers not being in the market. Now they're getting itchy. The longer they're out of the market, the more itchy they get, the more they want to jump into it. And if you have any kind of little, any kind of like initiative to go into it, like with a better interest rate or a drop in price or some kind of like something that kind of incentivizes them, they're going to they're jump on it. And that's what they're doing right now. But if you look at the mainstream media articles, it's just something, it's tried to give you this idea of something completely different taking place. You know, I remember all the articles coming out talking about lumber and the manipulation of it. And I thought to myself, how can they come up with this stuff? Why don't they just watch my channel and then get the real information for it? And so I think about like the egg situation right now. I have like, I don't watch news. I don't watch mainstream TV. I just kind of go to the articles that I want to read about. And I follow the Fed speeches and, you know, stuff like that. So if it doesn't have anything to do with, like, with interest rates, the Federal Reserve, you know, some kind of commodity, something like that, <clears throat> then I'm probably not reading up on it. Right? I don't read anything that has to do with, like, a Kardashian. I don't have any. I don't read sports. I don't read any of that stuff. Like, all that stuff is, like, it's not anything that I follow. But when I start seeing people talking, like they're coming around my in in my conversations and stuff, and they're talking about egg shortages, and I'm thinking egg egg short. There's an egg shortage taking place, and people, oh yeah, you you didn't go to the store, just go to the store and see it for yourself. And I'm thinking, well, my 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 wife works for a co-op, right? And I mean, she she sells groceries for a living. So I went to her and I said, what's up with the egg shortage? And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, the egg shortage, you know, everybody's talking about this damn egg shortage and they're smuggling eggs in from Mexico and they're, 
then they're like stealing eggs and all there's like a huge egg shortage taking place and she goes i have no idea what you're talking about we have plenty of eggs for sale and i said well, so they're super expensive though and she goes no they're like the same price that they were maybe a little bit more and i'm like i i don't know let's go find out so we go to costco right sure there's a sign there that says limit two per customer right but there's like three pallets of eggs and i pick up a 24 pack and it says six dollars and fifty cents and i'm like okay well that's a little bit up you know i mean like you know a dozen eggs like i remember being 250 or three bucks so at three and a half dollars yeah that's a little expensive but i used to sell a dozen eggs from my farm like my free-ranged eggs for 350 a dozen so three dollars and 350 325 that seems very normal-ish to me i mean a little high but not bad and sure there's a limit to two per customer but i only need the 24 pack i don't need 48 eggs where's this egg shortage that everybody's talking about it's being pushed out there through the mainstream media now i'm not saying again that there isn't places that have egg shortages happening but i went down to my store and saw that there was plenty of eggs for a price that was what I felt fairly appropriate. Where is this egg shortage other than the manufactured <clears throat> egg shortage within everybody's heads that is being perpetrated out there on the mainstream media? Happened with toilet paper too. You know, if you want to, here, I'll go find the link to it. I talked about a toilet paper shortage that had happened back in the 70s. And I did a video talking about that, that 1970, it was like 78 or something like that this happened. And it was from, because of a Johnny Carson joke that he made on TV talking about how there was going to be a toilet paper shortage. And that joke sparked off a, a real toilet paper shortage, right? That, that wiped out toilet paper off the shelf for over a year, completely imaginary shortage it did not actually occur the sh the toilet paper existed it just existed in everybody's house as soon as the toilet paper hit the shelf they would buy it up right and now this is exactly what happened again during the pandemic right people's perceptions of like shortages and stuff will force a shortage to take place it's a self-fulfilling prophecy anyway i'm gonna leave it at that uneducated economist you guys let me know